Yo, what is up everyone? Welcome to Bangers and Mosh, the podcast for heavy music and games. We're your hosts, Jimmy, Woo. Daz and Defa. How are you boys? Oh, yeah, right, mate. Right. How are you? Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, good man. Because, nice. you know why? Today is the first episode in our new show called Top Tens. Um, so essentially, we're going to be having guests in to run down their top ten in their chosen subject. So this could be albums could be songs by a certain band it could be um Food. films film films games it could be any farm, farm animals anything yeah. mate <laughs> well well that's i think that says more about you def <laughs> but <laughs> so essentially this is going to be a really cool way to get guests to speak about things that they love that might be outside of what we normally chat to on here, or it could be stuff that we always chat about, but we all yeah. have a list, don't we? So we love um, joining us for the first episode of this is our first returning guest, um, Ash Gray from Venom Prison. Um, so we had Ash back on in February, um, and we briefly discussed his love of gaming then, didn't we? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think ever since then, we'd be like, dude look we've got to do a gaming episode we've got to do a gaming episode we've been trying to get it going and then when we had this idea for top 10s it was like well that's perfect like definitely we'll do his top 10 um top 10 games of all time and mate he smashed it he smashed it mate some solid fucking picks in there man he sold a lot of the games he mentioned didn't he yeah yeah it was a good bloody yeah it was the depth he goes into was explaining why he's picked things, which yeah. which really blew my mind, man. Like, yeah, it was a great, it was a great chat. Yeah, someone's we got... covered a lot of shit about oh. not even particularly games, just gaming consoles, you know, squash. the lifestyle behind it, and yeah, like stuff like that as well. It. The nostalgia stuff mm-hmm. factor was wicked yeah. too. Yep, that comes you into know. it, isn't it mainly with games? Yeah, nostalgia is a big, big factor. Yeah, that you know, and music are so linked like yeah, yeah definitely yeah yeah so enough waffle from us enjoy this chat it was really really fun um ash gray venom prison yo ash welcome back you are the first revisiting guest for us on the show man so mate oh, I'm, I'm glad you said that and i got my new port came top on just for it i didn't want to be feel like stupid and ask you what team that was because i was i was looking at it thinking oh, I, know who oh it, I mean it wouldn't surprise me if you did ask me to be honest so, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it's, it's my county top it's well hometown team but yeah it's county it's always been county i mean premiership teams liverpool but my hometown is Newport County. Nice, nice shirt that, mate. Hummel back in the old days. I'm a Tottenham fan, so I always Hummel. I always associate with Spurs back in the eighties when I was a kid growing up. Yeah, wearing wearing (laughs) the tops and that. So, yeah, yeah, it's quality. So, Ash, you are going to be talking us. I think we touched on when you were on um, on last time. We did touch on games a little bit, um, but now we're going to do a deep dive today. We're going to go through your top ten. All-time favourite games. Um, so, before we get into that quickly, what are your earliest gaming memories? What were you, what were like the first first games you ever remember ever remember playing? So, I remember coming home once and 
my old man had bought himself a Sega Mega Drive. I was still quite, <laughs> I was still quite young, and I, I just don't think he knew I would like be into it or care what it was. I thought he might think I just want to pick up a toy car and throw it across the room or something. So he's <laughs> like, I'll buy the Mega Drive for myself. Um, but I used to watch him on it, and he always had like Sonic, uh, Altered Beast, uh, Ranger X. Um, oh, great game. Sparkster, uh, Kid Chameleon, just like everything. And I was just so fascinated with it. And I remember, I think it was Duck Hunt was on oh, there as well. Oh, Duck Hunt. Gun, mate. Yeah. And um, I just remember like just watching him because his mate used to come over all the time. Dickie, great name. And, uh, <laughs> used to come over and play uh, PG, uh, the, the golf game. And uh, thinking about that golf game now, how dreadful that looked and must have played a golf game on the Mega Drive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the club looked like that. Uh, it's crime. Yeah, with that pinpoint <laughs> accuracy. <laughs> so they really nailed the physics in that. They were just like, we're on to some of you guys. We can get that ball over there. <laughs> but, um, I, I was just so fascinated by it. I always was. And I just picked the controller up and started playing Sonic. Um, I'm sure he used to tell me I was playing his uh, Two Tails, and then when I got older, I realized you can't fucking control it, so he just didn't plug the <laughs> controller in. Uh, hey, the amount of times I mugged off my brother in that when they were playing, I was just like, you're him, look, you are doing it. <laughs> well, I went, it. I went through years of it. Um, <laughs> oh, God, it's just chase abuse. I start, it is. I was just sat there thinking, why am I so shit at this? Why, why does it keep following him into the, into the pit? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I started playing Sonic, um, Kid Chameleon, Altered Beast. So all the games he had, really. Uh, James Pond. Oh, that, oh yeah, that was wicked. Wow, wow. James wicked. Pond. Yeah, that, yeah. That, and I remember, um, I don't know why he used to ask my dad to do this. Like, I could have just done it myself, but... You know the levels where you'd be upside down and the whole level would be upside down? Yeah, yeah. You used to get my dad to come in to sit upside down to hold the controllers so he looked like he was playing a level properly. <laughs> but, like, he must have thought I was insane because, like, thinking, about, thinking back now, I was like, why didn't I just do that? But <laughs> um, that, that would have been, like, my earliest memories. And from that point, I think... Very, very soon after, actually, and this is where it gets even funnier. I remember going to my nan and granddad's house and they bought a PS1 because my granddad liked the looks of Tomb Raider, the game. And um, he just religiously played Tomb Raider, like all the Tomb Raider, for all the PS1 Tomb Raider games he has done. And I remember just going over there and just watching my granddad play Tomb Raider. Was he, was just, he like, Ash, look at this. I can lock the butler in the fridge. He, he, he did like that. He did like it. He was like, he was like so keen to get the quad bike. Yeah. And all that in the house. But he used to play it all the time. And like my nan would be shouting, being like, John, go left. The key's in that one. And he's like, how do you know? And they just oh, shouting wow. at each other. And like, just sometimes like my dad would come over and we would just watch. My granddad just played Tomb Raider. Um, and then it got to the PS2 with Angel of Darkness, and he was just like, I'm out, this is shit. I'm not, I'm not ready for the future. And they just stopped <laughs> playing games full stop. <laughs> in, in a way, I kind of feel like saying respect. Yeah. Um, but he just, yeah. So it, the Mega Drive was my first experience, but 
I had a lot of early experiences with like people around me playing games as well. Yeah, that's class. Sick, um, man, that's wicked. So when you were putting your list together, did you have to think hard about this, or were there like loads of shoe ins? You were like, yeah, well, that's in there. That's got to be in there. Like that's hundred percent writing itself in. Some was very easy. Some were like very, very easy. I think some I kind of I'm still a bit on the fence with a few of. I could choose one or the other in a yeah, scenario. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think in terms of like what I could talk about and what I can just remember the most, even just from like a playthrough from years ago, it's kind of why I thought, do you know what? It's got to be that. That's what stuck with me. That's yeah, a good absolutely. game. Yeah, That's yeah. the sickest shit, man. I fucking love it when, you know, you ask people how they sort of constructed their list and there's so many different variables that go into it but yeah and we're all the same like you do one and you're kind of like oh, i don't know and you're always just messing around with it and then you're just like but you know the me the memory the more the more memorable bits are the ones that stick out the most aren't they yeah. yeah and i think that is so huge with gaming i think it's the most overlooked thing ever like mm. you know I've, I've spoken to people that have kind of said to me like point blank like why do you play with like video games they're a waste of time they don't do anything and i'm like you say that but i feel differently about certain games and especially like earlier games and i'll go on to that because one of them's in the list so i won't go too into depth with it but yeah it, it's it's very more that's saying that i'll take that back now i'd say gaming is the biggest it's ever been and i think the, you know a lot of people really appreciate it but when I was younger, it was just everyone would just be like, "This is a waste of time," it's, you know. It's, it's definitely yeah. the biggest it's ever been. You have got esports, and there's people out there making fucking millions, mate, yeah. playing games. Yeah, it's an actual like, Premier League for it, mate. There's, for FIFA, yeah, it's yeah. Like huge. Yeah, it's FIFA, Call of Duty, all of them. Yeah. But then, when you think about it, that was always going to happen because mm. the only thing when you were a kid that you could really be competitive with someone, whether it was sports or you know maybe something else, was video games. Yeah, it was the most yeah. accessible way to be like, I want to play you on FIFA and beat you, or I want to play you on Tekken, or I want to play you on Street Fighter. And that was the only way of being competitive as a kid, unless you were into things like sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Um, So have you done these? Have you got a 10 to 1, Ash? Or are these like 10 games you love equally? Or have you have you ranked these from 10 to number 1? Equally. Equally. Yeah, that's uh, that's how we that's how when we do like albums of the year, that's how we do ours because putting, a, num putting a number it's on things is a fucking nightmare. So well, um, it's, it's so hard when you even go to a top ten in in video games like that. That is then even debatable. I yeah, even yeah. I even think because I was looking at because um, I was like, oh, let's get some inspiration off like other people's uh, you know top games. And so I went on Google, had a quick look, yeah. and some of the ones on number one, I was like that's super subjective like that's so such a subjective thing to put yeah. that as number one because it's a genre of a game mm -hmm. it, yeah you you can't really you can't say you know fifa's better than final fantasy you can't no. compare you just cannot compare it no. so the fact that you could put top 10 games one to ten in all genres of games is just well, it's insane. I mean, even even yeah. if you could quantify it, I mean, it's bullshit anyway. FIFA is not as like it's a fucking football game at the end of the day, mate. It's, it's football. A Everyone knows that. Like, it's not even in the same league as something that's been 
fought out and like an adventure game or something. You know what I mean? Like, I'd be very surprised. I mean, anyone who puts FIFA as their favourite game, there's something <laughs> fucking wrong with them, isn't it? Tell you what, though, mate. When you yeah, stick a free kick, games. when you stick a free kick past your mate in the 89th, oh, it's the, be oh, it's the yeah, best yeah. feeling ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Look, it. That's the thing with FIFA, though, isn't it? FIFA is just the game that yeah. you can safely say to anyone, "Do you want a game of FIFA?" And you're going to go, yeah. "They know I yeah. can play FIFA." Yeah, 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 hundred yeah. percent. But it's yeah, better yeah. to rip your mate's fucking head off. And hold their spine up in Mortal Kombat <laughs> than it is to bang a goal in. Yeah, and that's that's where that's when we get to like the technical levels of gaming, and yeah. we're just like, you you scored a goal, so you just put a ball in the back of the net. Yeah, I've just ripped someone's head off in a combo. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah I've, exactly. had to, I've had to learn this input. Yeah. Exactly. I think that says a lot about you, Daz. To be honest with you, mate, yeah. like more than anything. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right then, Ash, hit us with your. First game, mate. What what you got? Um. So this this is same again. Such a ridiculous pick because out of any of them, it would be so hard to pick. But I've gone for Metal Gear Solid Three. Oh, nice. mate. I was that was when I saw this. That was really hard. That was really really hard. And I could have said one, two. You know, I go far as even the PS3 one, four, five. They. They're all masterpieces. Like they're yeah, they're great games. Just absolutely incredible games. But free, I think it was the most... It's kind of thinking about the leaps between them. Like you've got one, which was this introduction to like the game and what they were going to try and evolve this game into. And then two kind of was like, yeah, okay, next gen, you've got new graphics. We're going to give the story a bit of a twist. You're going to play someone different. And then I feel like free, they were just like, right, we've got all the mechanics we want. We know what we're going to do. This is going to be super stealth. We're going to give you everything you've ever needed. You've got to survive because you're in the jungle and play the game as you would. On top of that, we're just going to make the most ridiculous story we can with it. It's even more ridiculous than the first and second game you've played. And it's just, there's just so many moments in that game. Like the, some of the bosses, like I always forget, I think it's Sorrow. I think the boss, yeah, I think it's Sorrow. And like, you literally have to get to Sorrow. You have to walk through a lake of every person you have killed. Yeah, yeah, it's wicked. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, like you're walking down the river towards so if, him and he's just like fucking you up. If you've been super shit at the game and you've killed everyone, you've got to walk for like an hour through dead bodies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just like, I was just like, wow, because when I first played it, I was a dick. I did just kill everyone. I was like, fuck this. I'm running around, soak them, shoot them, done. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got to that bit and I was just a bit like, wow, the game's actually punishing me in a weird way where like the whole thing on Metal Gear 1 with Psycho Mantis was cool with, you know, yeah. the ports and stuff. Yeah, that was dope. That was, it was really good. So but good. With Sorrow, it was just like, no, this is your fault. You've got to walk through this for ages because yeah. you killed everyone. It's like and a then... walk of shame. Well, it's like it's not yeah. the it's not the idea of the game. You're not meant yeah. to really go around massacring everyone. You're meant it's to a, be quiet. It's a, it's a tactical stealth game. Yeah. Isn't it? So and because you've acted like a helmet, just fucking popping <laughs> off against everybody. Like yeah. now we've got... done. Look what you've done now. You're gonna to have to put an hour onto your playtime. Genius that <laughs> move. That would be so good. But all like just. I can't pinpoint any bosses, if I'm honest, because like I, 
I'd just be going through all the Metal Gears if I start talking bosses. Like well, the, the guy in free, who was that old guy, the sniper, and you can kill him by actually sneaking up on him. But that was like a mad one. That that fight. Do you remember that one? Yeah, and the same again. I love how that was a build on Sniper Wolf. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I know, like free is like you know past free is like before it all. But mm. I love how like they still kind of built it into the story where they were like no these people didn't just come from anywhere like of course sniper wolf the elite sniper yeah you come from you know the same camp and everything and it's yeah. like it's just little things like that where i was just like no one was doing that no one was no. doing it to that level like the only other thing that i was ever really you know putting side to side with it was final fantasy but that was only mm. purely on credit of them both going so in depth on their stories yeah. Not that their stories were comparable, but the mm. fact it was like, it just what had you, like, even if you go to Metal Gear 1, what had you seen at that point that looked anything like that? Like, you know, story-wise, gameplay-wise, it was just... Yeah, 1 I, was still quite linear at the time, wasn't it, to a degree? And it even felt more open than most games that were right at yeah, the time. Yeah, exactly. And that was like, they just always did something that was just so much better than everyone else at the, the time kojima is a genius and even if you kind of move on to things later on like death stranding what a game yeah man Do you know what yeah. I mean? so i i gotta put i gotta put metal gear side free i really have like it was a hard pick because i i almost picked four. Oh, yes oh, i'm glad four. you picked I don't three to be fair four i think I don't know if it was overlooked. It was definitely overlooked around me anyway. But 4 or did something very special. But I think 3 beat it, you know, beat it to it. So it's got to go to 3, you know? Do, do you know the bit that I like the most about 3? You know, when you're climbing up that ladder and you're just doing it for fucking ages and the, yeah. the, the music's going on. It's like a James Bond opening sequence, but you're just climbing up and this like nice music comes in. And it's giving you all the credits and that, whatever. It's mad. There was a Twitter video that went back around of that section, like, recently. And oh, they sick. they tried, like, linking it into Near Autonoma and stuff. And yeah. I was like, how the fuck would you do that? But a part of me is just like, that is a possibility. Like, that is 100% a possibility. But Metal Gear 3, I've got to I gotta give it to 3. 3 is my pick. So Wicked. as a musical equivalent then, Metal Gear Solid 1 is Kill 'em All, Metal Gear Solid 2, Ride the Lightning, and then Freeze Master of Puppets, <coughs> where they like, where they nail it. I think that's a per yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, that's that is a good analogy, mate. That's pretty much what it is. Like, none of them were ever bad, and I just think it, it is, it is Master of Puppets. That is pretty much Metal Gear 3. Sick. Wicked chat, uh, pick, mate. So, Game 2 what you got game two game two this is a big one now final fantasy eight and i think many people will disagree with me or try to disagree <laughs> with me and then i'll just talk at them for hours until they go i give up because i've done this recently like my mate got into it with me over it and he was just like eight and i was like don't make me tell you why eight is the superior <laughs> like it what, is what what do people usually go with? What's the usual pick for Final Fantasy? Seven. Seven. Is this seven? Yeah. 
It, it, I, to be fair, I've seen a lot of debate about it. It's either seven or eight. It's got to be eight. It's got to be eight. There's so many reasons. Like, and bearing in mind, I do have to say, seven is incredible. Like, there's no... It is basically the Metal Gear 1 and 2 to 3. Like, yeah. that, that is what it is. But FF8 did something absolutely insane that was just... It made the whole game so fresh. Like, using the card system... Like yeah, that was so cool. You, like, you had to play cards to gain stuff. Like, if you were looking for, like, you know, weapons or magic or stocking magic, you had to go and play cards with someone. It wasn't like you were grinding, just pressing X to attack something for, like, 10 hours. Yeah, the card system was, like, great. The game was really fun as well. Like, it the wasn't game, some shitty side uh, game or whatever, you know? The, the story to it as well, like, I think the story in 8 is absolutely insane. Like, when you start getting towards the end of it and you're looking at, like, different time paradoxes and all this and, like, somehow you were in school and now you're in fucking space fighting Ragnaroks on a spaceship and it's like, how on earth did you get here? Like, Seven was, like, quite tame in comparison. Do you know what I mean? But I think there's, there's a lot of reasons as well, like, that I'd have to go with Eight. Eight was my first Final Fantasy game as well. That's actually probably one of the bigger points I should have mentioned is that it was my first Final Fantasy game because I remember I was off school sick because I had an operation on my ear and my dad used to like copy PS1 games and stuff. He loved doing it. Like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. like big, big, big up Kev on that one. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, you know, fuck the system and all that. God. Like, yeah, <laughs> respect. Um, but yeah, he he said, oh, my friend recommended me this, that you might like it. And it was Final Fantasy VIII. And I was like, why is there so many discs? Like, what the hell is this? There's like four discs. <laughs> all, like, what's going on with this? Um, and I didn't have a clue what it was. I didn't even know what what it was. Like, I had no idea what type of game it was, story, anything. I knew nothing about it. And I just put it in because I was like, I'm off school. What, what else can I do? Put it in and just started playing it. And I don't know what it was. Like about an hour into it, I was just absolutely mesmerized and just glued to it. And I'm pretty sure I was off for like a month and I just played FF8 for a month. And Amazing. Just, even to the point where like, I, like we were like saying earlier before we started this, um, you know, when you just get lost on a game for months and months and months, it would just be like grinding to get a boss for like weeks and weeks. It's like, I can't do this. I can't do it. And just keep grinding and grinding. And it was just such an addictive, you know, machine almost. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But then paired with a story that was so addictive, it was just like, there were so many things, you know, how, you know, how is an FF8 a perfect game? Do you know what I mean? It does everything, even in terms of like the way, when people would say to me, oh, video games are a waste of time. And I'd always kind of say, like, I didn't, in school, I wasn't the best. I was never the best in school. I, like, if I'm brutally honest, I didn't give a shit. Um, and I just didn't care. And to get me to read a book, no chance. You won't get me to read a book. But somehow you would get me to read 120 hours of Final Fantasy VIII dialogue on a screen. Yeah, it's essentially like an interactive book. Yeah, and that's how I've seen it. And I remember explaining to someone, saying, like, 
it's a story like it's just a story that i'm reading and playing and i'm interacting with it and it's yeah. it's creative writing and i just i i kind of always argued that for a long long time even when i was growing up because something just clicked and i was just like i don't read books but i i sit there and read dialogue do you know what i mean like i can read all this dialogue and it's somehow i'm actually immersed into it and i'm like you know wanting more of it all the time and... it's because you've got an input into it isn't it a book is written there and it's it's already done you can't yeah you can imagine what the story looks like in your head but you can't dictate what the characters do whereas in a game that's what you're doing down to you it's down to you yeah yeah and that's what i mean and you pair that with the aesthetics of final fantasy VIII. it was a very it is it's the most colorful final fantasy in my eyes like i think nine's more you know animated cartoony but i think eight there was like a real beauty to it there was like I think the whole point of Final Fantasy VIII was to look beautiful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was, I think that was more so what they were going for with it. And it was just really interesting. I just don't think... Gunblades with the tits as well, let's be fair. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just mad. You've like, got a sword, it's a gun, it's a gun sword. <laughs> I, I adored the idea of it as well. Yeah, me like, too. It was the sickest shit. Like, they say, like, clouds, like, you know, big buster thing. I'm like... Squall literally had revolver bullets yeah, in his sword. In the sword. Which was, was called Lionheart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it had a lion engraved on the yeah. handle. Somehow oh, you're God. telling me this dude with just a big slab of a sword is cooler yeah, than like, this guy that's got like man. lion shit engraved into his <laughs> It's not even up for debate, is it really? Let's be fair. This is what I mean. And I go through this all the time with people about why FF8 is so much better than seven in so many ways like all right squirrel's not the most um he's, he's an introvert isn't he that's the whole point of his character yeah he's he's an introvert he doesn't speak much he doesn't want to speak much he kind of gives short answers to everything and like people are like oh he's such a dull character and i'm like but that's his character he's not a dull character if he's playing his character like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like do, do you know what i mean like it's like someone going into a film and being like, I'm going to be the really, really bad guy in this film. And then you like film it and like there's reviews going, he's such a lovely guy. And it's like, well, <laughs> shit, I'm a, I've done that, a then. terrible job of this. But yeah, like they'll ask me back for the next one. <laughs> but yeah, I just think, I just think eight was so misunderstood. Like, I just feel like there's so many, everyone just kind of went seven, nine. And I was just like, what, where's eight gone? Like what's and they're like, oh, I'm not bothered about eight, and I'm like, that's insane. That's absolutely. If you're a Final Fantasy fan and you skip eight, well, firstly, you can't be a Final Fantasy fan because you just fucking skipped one. You guys don't get pick and choose. Do you know what I mean? You've got to be a maniac to skip eight and go straight to nine because I nine did nothing for me. Like I didn't like the limit break system or whatever. They put something weird in for that one, didn't they? I can't remember what it's called now. So nine, I feel, I feel the same. To be honest, like I enjoyed nine and I did nine, um, but going, I think the hardest thing for me is that I was actually at the time where I went from eight being released to nine being released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't too. like I'd played ten or twelve or anything like that. So, yeah. but then again, if you wanted my honest opinion, if I was to choose a second place to Final Fantasy eight, if I was putting them, it would have to go to Final Fantasy ten. Yeah, that's, yeah. Because that's 10 is 
same again. It made its own thing with the sphere grids and yeah. like the whole, I love like the whole, like the, the environment, just the whole area of the game. Like it tried to do what eight did. It wanted to be yeah. beautiful. And it was like, vibrant. Yeah. Like an exotic. Exactly. Eight yeah. and 10. Good. That's what it would do. And the... I almost did pick 10 instead of eight. Yeah. Yeah. It's a close one. But, you know, we can all agree that the people that just skip eight and go to nine are the same fuckers that put water in their glass before the squash. Yeah, what is that all about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. what is all that about? Fuck off. Like, no place for you here, my friend. What, what is, I've no. seen someone do that not long ago, funny enough. And I was like, what's that all about? Like, I don't know what that's about. That is actually reckless behaviour. But I was just... I didn't even know how to feel. I just kind of was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, but it doesn't mix. It just yeah, it won't mix. It doesn't yeah. mix, and you don't know how much you're kind of like putting into the water. Like when you put it in first, you know what you're working with. Yeah. Otherwise, you just like, like just, just slowly just falling down. down. Yeah. Don't oh, give God. too much away, Daz, because you've got your top ten uh, squashes coming up. Spoiler alert, number one's Kiora. <laughs> well, hang on, hang on. What is number one? What is number one on the squash list? <laughs> or, me, mate, it's got to be orange and pineapple. Whatever it is, orange yeah. and pineapple's number one. That's what I'm drinking right now. I Big. do like orange and pineapple. I like a black currant, I'm not going to lie. See, I like a black currant, safe, in it? I feel um, like we're digressing, gentlemen. <laughs> Vimto squash. Yes. Oh, I like a Vimto. Yeah, Vimto. Yeah, Vimto. I like a Vimto. Absolutely. Lovely. Yep. So, right. anyway, from Vimto <laughs> to game number three, Ash, what you what you got for us, mate? Cool. Oh, what a segue. Right. This, yeah, I know. I thought that link was perfect. I love that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we should, we're getting good at this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a really hard one now, and I picked Silent Hill 2. Ooh, I, yes. I, there's, there's a few reasons why. I, I'm a big Resi fan. I am a big Resi fan. I think it was a mix-up between Resi 2 and Silent Hill 2, and I really couldn't pick. But then I sat down and thought about it and thought how much depth an artistic direction like Silent Hill 2 had and like how much more of a horror game it really was than like yeah. Resi. And I kind of started thinking about it from that aspect rather than the personal connection where I'm like, Resi 2 is great. It is, it's an awesome game. But when you look at Silent Hill 2, it just, it, it was a horror game. Like Yeah, weirdly, I, they're not even in the same league. That's like, what I mean. They kind of went a bit actiony, didn't it? Like kind of Resident yeah. Evil, I mean. Silent Hill was like proper, utterly terrifying. Proper horror, yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. And I think that's kind of where I think the first... So you think Resi 1 when you have your first encounter with a zombie. The first time you ever played that game, right? You know, you'd never played it before and you went through the um, mansion, went through the uh, corridor and it's the cutscene where the zombie turns around and it's looking at you and you think about it's that... It's first... head. Yeah, and like you think about the first encounter of that and it's just like... Okay, it, it got me on edge a bit when I was a kid. I was like, ooh, whoa, like, what's, what's this? Silent Hill 2, on the other hand, I was generally terrified to walk through some doors. And I yeah. just feel like if I'm going to go through the impact of what it had, 
it'd have to go to Silent Hill 2. But then I also had a third next to it, but we're staying with Silent Hill 2. It would have been Dead Space 1. Oh, oh Dead Space. Dead Space was insane. So good. I think that was the closest thing to having me scared since Silent Hill 2. And I honestly, I honestly believe that that is like that is definitely right. I don't think I felt as scared when I because same again. I didn't have a clue what Dead Space was when I bought. I knew it was a horror game. I was like, oh, let's see what this new horror game's all about. I I played it and I was like, I haven't felt like this since Silent Hill Two. That game was absolute levels, mate, of terror. So I think that's why I've got to knock Resi down a bit. I think I'm more in love with the idea of Resi as a whole than I am as a game. I think I I really like everything they built, like not when they went a bit wild later on, but you know, all what those films they made were all about. But yeah, what those fucking films, what on earth is like, (laughs) Jesus Christ. But like, you're you're definitely going to take Pyramid Head over a tyrant any day of the week. That's what I mean. And it's like, it's terrifying. Like everything about it is terrifying. And I think that's why, it has to be Silent Hill 2. Like, I just can't think of anything at that point, or even now, that made me feel like Silent Hill 2 did. Was Silent even Hill when... a Kojima game as well? It, uh, it... Um, it was a Konami game. That's it. It was a Konami so... game. Um, but I think, funny enough then, I was going to say, the only thing then later on that still didn't was PT. Remember when they did that uh, demo teaser? Um is that the one when you're in that weird like house? Yeah, it never got released. They did yeah. this, they did this demo and everyone was like, "This is amazing!" And it was a Konami game. That's uh, it. And it was allegedly it was called PT because it was just called uh, Playable Teaser. Um, yeah. But but they didn't tell you that it was actually going to be a new Silent Hill game. Oh. Oh, sweet. And they just completely cancelled it. Oh. And it, Everyone was like, what's going on? But there's been rumours in the last month or so that Kojima's coming in and he's bringing, is it Norman Reedus or Reed that was the guy from uh, Death Stranding and, you know, all the uh, Walking Dead and stuff? Yeah, oh, shit. Allegedly, he's going to bring him in to PT and whatever it's going to be called, Silent Hill. I think they're going to have to stick with PT at this point. It's become such a cult demo. Like, yeah. I just don't understand how you could change it at this point. Like, I know that it was only meant to be playable teaser, but the fact that so many people were like, whoa, what is this? And it just kind of died and nothing happened. Yeah. Mm. If it if it revives, I think it needs I think it needs to be Silent Hill PT and just change the meaning of PT. Yeah, that's it. Could have a it can have a whole other meaning, but but the, it, the letters are in, intrinsically linked with that game now. It, yeah, it has to be that. That was probably the only thing that got me more on edge in recent times but silent hill 2 all day that, yeah. that's got to be my pick just call it silent hill personal trauma mate and just drop the fucker oh. <laughs> personal <laughs> trauma yes <laughs> mate. <laughs> does copyright that shit time stamp that moment oh. if some fucker nicks that off you mate <laughs> i was gonna say kojima's gonna have it man yeah yeah, yeah that's it he hears this you should definitely just tweet that at him yeah, you that do it, Daz. Just think, mate. I oh, think of the money, yeah. mate. Think of that nah. economy money, mate. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm saying this. If you do it, I back it. All right, sweet. I mean, yeah, we'll copyright <laughs> it. Yeah, let's get involved, Daz. 
Do uh, it. You, we'll you do see it. all the retweets from the Venom Prison accounts now. I'll tag Redis in it as well. Yeah, give him a call as well. Yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah. Do, just go on Instagram. You can just video call him, can't you? In the DM, <laughs> this time next week, this time at Century Media. For fuck's sake, Ash, will you stop like using the Venom Prison account? <laughs> just see a tweet like some lads like try to FaceTime me on Instagram forty times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, that that was my uh, third pick. Silent Hill Two. Awesome, that definitely is what i'm going with brilliant um take us into pick four mate oh right this i'm gonna i enjoy every moment of this one <laughs> near autonomer recent i mean it's a more modern game it didn't come out that long ago i think 2019 maybe um it had a first installment which was just near they never really took off like I remember even seeing it years ago um, and always thinking, what the hell is this near? And I, I never picked it up. And then Automata kind of came out in 2019. I was like, right. And I always missed the first installment. I want to dive in on this one. And literally, without exaggerating, I might say that this is my favorite game ever. Like, wow. I, I, could, I, I, could, I could pass Final Fantasy VIII with it in, in like... I've never, I've never done a game six times in a row, like completed. Damn, shit! Because because every time you do it, it changes the story and like the ending, and it alternates everything. So wow, you can't understand the true story unless you play it five, six times. Oh shit! It's about like androids that have kind of you know they've gone up into space to kind of try and rebuild like civilization, and on Earth is just. They call them like emotionless robots and they're just like generic work robots and all this. And they have like, obviously, you know, bigger weaponry robots and stuff, but they say they have no emotions. And these two androids go to scout earth to go and see how it is like, you know, living inhabitants and stuff. And they start to see like these robots have like a lot of emotion, like loads of emotion. And they're like, they're begging to die basically um, because they've just been trapped like working on earth for eternity they can't die um and they kind of resent humans for it because humans died um Fuck. and it it it's it, it's like the story is just it, it's the most incredible story i think i've played in a game in like it made me feel like i was playing final fantasy 8 again like it it had that effect on me and i was just like this is incredible and like the personalities and the characteristics of everyone. And even like when you explore the game more, you kind of go to like different environments where like you'll go to carnival and they're carnival robots. And, you know, it's just like you have to fight a boss who's like obsessed with like being perfect and looking beautiful, but she's so depressed. Um, oh, mate, that's mad. And all she does is like beg you to kill her and stuff and all this. And then you go to like this... Um, like woodlands tribe where they've kind of learned how to accept life and they've kind of like built these like tree houses and stuff and they kind of learned that they could just be like tribal and work in that way rather than kind of working like this commercial robot as yeah such. yeah it's like servants yeah and because your androids are obviously you have feelings and emotions and you can remember things but you can be rebooted and 
stuff goes on in the story where you kind of like need to take the memory from your partner to kind of almost like self-definate the body because they are just androids and then another android will come but when you're playing the game again you're playing it from different perspectives but you're not sure what imprint of the memory they have because you've been rebooted so many times in the game but you might have lost touch with an android in some part of the story so when you finally meet again are you the same person you know are you it's so clever it's such clever when people say like video games are you know a waste of time like you said before where when you when you've got people writing i mean that sounds like a film do you know what i mean and to have that level of storytelling and it's insane man it's creative writing it's the most high level of creative writing and i think like it was something i was kind of saying in work um not long ago because we've been making like creative learning projects for young people to come in for free whether they want to learn to do music production or radio or podcast or anything like that and um the one that's been introduced recently is tabletop gaming and we're bringing in someone who's like very experienced with like dungeons and dragons and get these young people to kind of get involved in playing these games because ultimately the way it's seen is that it's creative writing it's theatrical it's it's literature it's all these things but you're just having fun with it and it's called a game yeah and then it has the stigma of oh it has no you know there could be no substance to this and that's just fucking i can't comprehend it especially with like all the studies and stuff there are now on games and like how it's like really good for development yeah and eye coordination and stuff like that and like problem solving i i truly believe that from my dad like i said before like when we last spoke, my dad got me into metal and stuff, and that's how I got into music. But creatively thinking, I think, came from gaming. I really do. Because even with like Final Fantasy VIII and Metal Gear, I was obsessed with the soundtracks and like how it was like, how oh. the sound design was built and how it made you feel in a certain cutscene. Like, yeah. especially if it was like something quite emotional in gaming, which you hadn't had before at that point. You'd never like think about it on the death on Final Fantasy VII. Like, you hadn't really seen much like that at that point. And to kind of connect to a story for 30, 40 hours or however long it took you to get to that point and yeah. then just have like it taken away from you, yeah, it's, it's like it, it's huge. But then if you were watching a TV series and your favorite character died in season four, everyone would be tweeting about it and saying, yeah. oh, no, I can't believe it. <clears throat> yeah. what, because it's a game people feel that that connection can't be made and it's like that is not true there's another level to it as well because you know you might have spent 40 hours pummeling in loads of experience points into that character and then they get killed off and you think you fucking tapped me right up there haven't you and that is that but you would become like emotionally connected to that character like because you worked for that character to be in that position and it's like exactly it, it was even like I used to think of it as like even the way I would think about things, especially uh, Final Fantasy um, and mainly RPG games, micromanagement. Mm. It always used to make me so uniform with organizing, like if it was organizing your storage box and all that. And then like weirdly, my bedroom was like that. You know yeah, I mean? like yeah, your like, like storage box of inventory. I think. Do you know what? Since you've brought that up, I think that's where my fucking OCD comes from because I'm like have to it, always have like potions here mana potions here like you know what i mean everything was set out 
but I, I honestly believe that's where like the micromanagement comes from because yeah. like you did have this thing of like oh I need to make sure that's over there and I've got that with me for this journey and then like you kind of start putting that into like normal practice especially at a young age when you're a yeah. kid and it's like like my room growing up I never had a messy room and I always think to myself is that because because I was so, you know, to the point on gaming, but it just made me like that yeah. generally. Yeah, it has, yeah. To have an effect. it has to have an effect on you. It has yeah. to. Definitely. A hundred percent. And I, I honestly I honestly believe that is what it's done to a point. But back to, yeah, near Autonomer, that, that game, every time you play it again and you start seeing different sides of the story and how how sad the story is, like how sad it is. Like even when you get to like, what I love about it, and I don't, I don't know if I want to give away the ending in case anyone wants to play it, but I kind of want to tell you because it is that amazing. <laughs> yeah, but just drop a quick spoiler and like you have to just fast forward like a minute or something. Should we? Should we do it? Yeah, we do go, it? yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Do fast it. forward a couple it. of minutes if you don't. Want I would to wear it. Now. I would wear yeah. it now. <laughs> we've, given, we've given enough warning now, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. man. So, so um, once you like go through it by like each time, so you're going through it for like one two three four five times you get to the sixth time but each time gets more and more depressing and more broken down and everything's just worse every time you play it everything's just worse Amazing. and when you finally get to the end it gets you through the credits and it says there's only one release um and you cannot complete the game unless you delete your save no that's the only way to complete the game is you have to delete your save. That's genius, man. It you is genius. Fucking and, hell. And, ge and guess who made it? Square Enix. So it's Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit, mate. Shit. To, end the, to end the game, you have to delete your save because it says we need... Basically, all these androids start attacking Earth and too much knowledge gets out of what the people in space have been planning. It's like quite a political thing. And... They know that they're going to destroy Earth, but you've gained this information and all this emotion and you know about, you know, all these robots and the situations they're in and they kind of want to be free. And like the only way your Android can ever move past is just by dying. So the only way you could die is deleting your safe. Fuck you can... hell. Yeah. So, so clever, man. At that point, I then took the game out the console, put it in the case, and just said, that's the best game I've ever played in my life, and I've never touched it since. Wow. Jesus. I, I, yeah. I really want to play it now. It, I really it, want to play it. It's so, it's, it's amazing. Like, it's one of those games where, like, I just couldn't get over how it was just getting better. And each time you're going through the playthrough and you're seeing different perspectives of things, and you're like, oh, I didn't notice that. Like, you know, like, what's happening here? Because... You don't even know what perspective you're seeing it from. Yeah. You don't know where these memory banks are in this Android. You don't know anything. So when you finally get to the end and you do know everything because you meet a rogue who has basically been gaining a human emotion. It's an Android who's just basically stayed on Earth hiding, gaining human emotion from these robots and tells your character everything and basically comes to the conclusion the only way you'll ever be out of pain is by killing yourself Fuck Which, you know. and Amazing, man. to do that because you're not a human you're an android go delete your save Shit. That is mental. yeah i think i feel like we need a uh i feel like we need a solo album death metal solo project from you ash uh with that theme 
Oh, do you know what? <laughs> like, I wish, like, for, for such a long time, like, I've been, well, I say for such a long time, since I played Nier Autonoma, I've literally just said to everyone, like, even if you're not the biggest gamer, like, the story in that and, like, how the game plays and how it looks and, like, it, it has, like, such a... It, it's made by Final Fantasy, so it's it's got the one thing that Final Fantasy do the best, and that's charm. It just mm. has so much charm. And, like, you can't help but, like, almost, like, be so into the characters. Like, especially, like, there's bits that go on in the story where you're like, fuck, I actually really like that character. Like, what what's going on here? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But, Amazing. oh, I could talk, honestly, I could talk <laughs> about it all day. But. <laughs> we'll drill down, we'll do a special, we'll do an episode just yeah. on that game. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it'll, be the, it'll be like the length of every podcast put together. <laughs> <laughs> I Just to lead on that, though, I then went and bought the book. They did uh, a book for Near Autonomous. Oh, sick. Oh, wow. Because I, th- I think the fan following for it was like, it, it wasn't really a big fan following. I think it was more of a cult following. Mm. But I think everyone expressed how much they loved the story. They were like, we'll just release the story as a book. Yeah, such a great and idea. I was like, I picked it up straight away. I was like, yeah, I'm all about that. And like I said, I don't read books. Yeah, like, there you go. You invested, like, you're invested you know, in the story. And, and, that, uh, yeah. and that's only come through you being involved in the story. And I think that's kind of like why we keep going back to how how is gaming a bad thing yeah you know like ha- it's not how spin, is no. it nah. but no it's not my my next my my next pick is a definite curveball though yeah, yeah oh, I, I, think I've got, I think i've got it up <laughs> I, I was worried about this one i'll be honest <laughs> but there's many reasons there's many reasons paper boy too i'm gonna oh you know what it probably rated worse Worse than that. <laughs> it's probably rated worse. Um, so, it was Sonic Adventures on the Dreamcast. Oh, I fucking uh, love that game. Do you know how badly that game is rated and how slated it is? It's slated big time. I literally have never seen a game get so brutally like murdered like on release. <laughs> but if you go back and look, but uh, yeah, that game was the first game I had on the Dreamcast. And oh, that an eighteen wheel trucker, but Sonic Adventures, what I played, eighteen wheel trucker was sick, though. But let's not <laughs> let's sounds, not discredit that game. Sick. <laughs> yeah, it was like true Sega as well, so you knew it was like basically Crazy Taxi with eighteen wheels. Um, <laughs> crazy Taxi, that was a classic. Yeah, it was like anything Sega touched. I think I kind of get why Sega like kind of dipped off because it did even get to the point where I was just like. All your games are just mental. They're not even thought out. They're just mental at this point. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, That's I don't true. understand what's like, you know, like when you see something like, I don't know, Kojima or Square Enix or someone like that put something a bit mad out, you kind of go, oh, I get it. That's what they do. But mm. Sega were just like, oh, do you want to fish a shark? Or like, do you want to like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what do you want to do? Ride a whale or it something? It sounds like, like a... Well, you know that episode of Alan Partridge where he's just firing off uh, <laughs> monkey tennis? <laughs> you fossil him with Chris Eubank. <laughs> so you go like, yeah, fucking brilliant. Let's let's make that. <laughs> that is literally, I think that's kind of why I like Sonic Adventure though. Because it was just like, oh, what do you want to do? Do you want to run fast? Yeah. Do you want to just like jump on a whale after you run fast for a bit? Sure, go for it. <laughs> 
you want to do you want to like have a memory card built into your controller that's basically a tamagotchi and you go to a little garden called chow garden oh. and you look you look after your little baby chow things and grow them up and then once you turn the game off you take your memory card out and you can keep looking after it as a tamagotchi yeah, no, uh, that game was fucking sick, mate. I don't give a shit what the rate I, I think that's kind of why I felt that way about putting it down. Because yeah. I was like, it was an amazing game. It like, was so good. And I can be open about it and say that it's not a perfect game. Like, it, by no means is it a perfect game. But it's definitely a special game. Because it's it the seems, nostalgia, isn't it? It's the nostalgia of it. It was just the first time <clears throat> seeing Sonic like that as well. And like, they just nailed it on the first level. They were just yeah. like, we know how to, like, we're going to put this awesome soundtrack on. Everyone's going to be headbanging. You're going to be running as fast as you can with Sonic. And then we're going to go, welcome to the semi-open world city life type thing. And you go to ancient temples and ride whales. And at the time, I was like, yeah, why not? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, why not? Like, we all need like, to have a release every now and again. Yeah, and then like like my parents would be like, Oh, we gotta go out now and I'm like, Oh, I'll take my I guess I'll take my chow with me to Asda's and just like <laughs> you know make sure it doesn't die or anything. <laughs> um I've got hey, hey mum, I've gotta be in the chow garden in thirty minutes feeding time. <laughs> you would like it's kinda of like you would like breed different chows and stuff and like you would make them race teacher. It was quite cruel, really, thinking about it. But it was Sonic Adventure, and it just did everything, you know, it just did everything that I hadn't really experienced at that point. And we played a lot of Sonic games in its traditional look for yeah. ages. And then I think, you know, it's kind of why I'm, I'm down for this new Sonic coming out. Because, like, it looks like a total respin. It looks like it's kind of Shadow of the Colossus world size, and you kind of go to the levels built within this world. And yeah. I'm like, I'll, I, I kind of, I'm down for it. I'll give it yeah. a go. I feel yeah. like if it does what Sonic Adventure, this is actually this is the most debatable bit. I couldn't pick one or two. Sonic two, Adventure. two did two have Shadow in it? Yeah, two I fucking also, love that as well, mate. Two also had that insane metal track whilst you skateboarded on a piece of metal down a hill on the first level <laughs> yeah 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 mate <laughs> and it was, was so like good. the best like i'm sure there's like a guitar solo in it that's longer than the level because i seem to always like complete the level before the solo is finished <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> like, i don't know whether it's i don't know whether it's because sonic's so fast but uh, i don't, don't really get what went on there but it's metal as fuck and yeah. it's such it's such a big opening where it's just like pure sonic again he's on a piece of metal sliding down this hill dodging cars with a metal soundtrack and i'm like yep i'm in the the thing is man those original sonics are always there like yeah you can always play them why not let him go off and be mental like it's do you know what i mean and i think that's what i think that's what sonic adventure did that kind of like i know lots of other games kind of had this style of it but it's kind of like people now comparing this new Sonic to like Breath of the Wild Zelda. And I'm like, how is that even remotely comparable? Like, you know, just because the level's bigger doesn't mean that it's it... not Zelda. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, Zelda. It, it's just the environment got bigger and everyone's like, that's Zelda. And I'm like, what is that how we define Zelda games now? Does yeah. the area get like, big? Yeah, it's like GTA <laughs> 5. That's Zelda. That's Breath not of the Wild Zelda. Too. <laughs> not Zelda, me. That's what I mean. Like, it's just I can't, I can't get over why people make these mad comments. And plus, as we've just proved, 
don't always go by some like stupid IGN review or something like that. I see. I I love the fact that I like fully targeted them straight away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I love <laughs> that I went in on that then, but I don't mean it with that much malice. I don't I don't lose sleep over it. Um, but they like that had such bad reviews, such bad press, such bad everything, and like I'm now on you know talking to you yourself, who's just said. I also loved that game. And also yeah, my friend who lives down the road from me loved that game. And it's just like, what was wrong with that game? Like, I can't figure out what was wrong with it. I play, I put so many hours into those two games and I loved them. Yeah, they were I great. I still had a Dreamcast. Do you, playing do, you right think, now. do you think a lot of it was down to the console, like the Dreamcast? Because I know that got slated at times, didn't it? It was, I don't know what, it, I think... The problem with the Dreamcast is I think they just beat everyone to doing what they wanted to do, but they just didn't do anything about it. Because like, I remember the first day I got a Dreamcast and I opened the box and it was like, here's a cable for an Ethernet, you know, plug in. Yeah. And I was like, what? I was like, this has internet. Like, what is this? Like, what is this? And then like, you would see them advertising like Fantasy Star Online all the time and like massive like MMO games. And it was like, they were doing that before, you know, I wouldn't say PC, consoles, really. Like the PS2 had its own network adapter that you had to buy and then you could play Resident Evil Outbreak, which you had to wait like four hours to find a friend, which yeah. then you were lucky anyway. <laughs> like that yeah. game I spent waiting for people more than playing. Yeah. And, and, and like, I think the Dreamcast just kind of had all these elements already built in and the games to support it. Like, Fantasy Star Online is a massive MMO at the time yeah. and still is now. And it just, it did what the Saturn did. It just did nothing. It yeah. Did... yeah, it came and went real quick, that Dreamcast. I was guided because yeah. I had some of my favorite games on there. Marvel vs. Capcom, uh, the SNK, SNK as well. Power Stone was fucking Power Stone. Shenmue. Shenmue. Shenmue was Wicked. wicked. Fucking like, wicked. It, it had everything. It, and so did the Saturn to a point when it started. And then yeah. it just kind of, it just, you know, it just went. And I kind of feel like that's why it annoys me a little bit with Nintendo is because, like, they followed that, that same path where they're just releasing minimal, but they've just got these iconic games that they can, like, just sell and sell and sell. And, like, basically... <laughs> yeah sell consoles off just a couple of characters yeah like, all you need to do is say mario zelda and you know like a couple other things and you're like that's it it's done I'm, yeah I, i'm only going to get that from a nintendo which is like i guess there's a great market like you know they know what they're doing obviously but yeah it's just annoyed me that the saturn and the dreamcast didn't get that treatment like it just kind of died it and you think you you think Sonic was as big as Mario at one point? Yeah, it's and... weird. It was there and then it was gone. The Dreamcast one. It was just one of those fleeting moments in gaming history, I think. And then yeah, they sold Sonic to everyone. Then they were just kind of yeah. like, oh, you can all. I guess you can all have Sonic now. And they all just <laughs> made like, <laughs> like yeah, they're like just have Sonic. We've our console's dead. Our our business is dead from this. Just have yeah, Sonic. Just, so they yeah, made every. Shit game they could with Sonic in it. It was like basically fucking Marvel, do you know what I mean? But with mm. Sonic, they were like, just chuck Sonic on anything, it'll do. Um, <laughs> it was that, wasn't it? And they yeah, just made so many shit Sonic games. And I was like, what yeah. are you doing to like my childhood 
Like, <laughs> so, like Sonic was my first like gaming like icon hero. character. Yeah, yeah, yeah hero. Yeah. And I was, I had the teddies, I had the bed sheets, I had the curtains. I've still got them all. Um, <laughs> and then they just turned him into a blue whore. Yeah, that's what I mean. And it's just like it's heartbreaking. Do you know what I mean? Like they just kind of threw. But then they just go, oh, just chuck a golf club in Mario's hand, or oh, just chuck a tennis racket in Mario's yeah. hand. And I'm like, the fuck did you do well, that with it, Sonic? I think they were just like, it worked with the go-karts. So let's put yeah. any sporting equipment in Please. their hands and we do got not, the sale. Do you not really got me, though, that I thought was the dumbest thing they did with Sonic? They were like, right, who's our biggest competitor? Mario. Right. What does Mario do the best? Probably Mario Kart, I would say. Like, yeah, I think the, yeah. the more diehard people yeah. are going to say. Like, Apart from plumbing, Mario Kart, yeah. Yeah, plumbing, <laughs> plumbing. That is, yeah. <laughs> That's why it didn't work. Sonic isn't a plumber. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> um, that wasn't where I was going with it. I just... <laughs> um, so they were like... <laughs> so they were like, oh, I know, Mario Kart. So what are we going to do? We'll put Sonic in a go-kart. And it's like, so you've gone for the toughest market yeah. you can. Yeah. You've gone, let's go after Mario Kart, which is untouchable with Sonic uh, Kart, untouchable. which everyone was like, when the fuck did Sonic get a go-kart? <laughs> Sonic Kart doesn't even have the same ring to it as Mario Kart. And that's <laughs> ironic considering it's Sonic and rings, right? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but like, where, 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 where did, why did they think Sonic needed a, I thought he could run as fast as he could. That's the whole point of him. He's probably <laughs> thinking, this is shit. Like, why have we defeated the objects of all these things? Like, oh, I know. That game was shit. That was, that was fucking awful. Sonic go-karting, what? The, 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 the hedgehog that can run in, like, at infinite speed. <laughs> He's going to go slower in a go-kart. <laughs> somebody, 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 dis- uh, Dev, can you mute your mic, mate? Is that your, is that your dog? Uh, if somebody signed off on that, some somebody came up with that idea... And then somebody went, "What a brilliant idea that is!" Yeah, let's let's do that. <laughs> it, 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 like, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Like, why wouldn't you do something that was like, I don't know, like speed, like apparator related, like yeah. you know what I mean, like Sonic Assault Course. I'd be well in for that. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like Gladiators, but with Sonic in it, it'd be sick. But but yeah, just the laziest. Got, it's the laziest. The image, you just gotta run away from each other. <laughs> <laughs> just oh, what's the aim of this game? You just gotta run away from each other. You got two of the fastest hedgehogs on the planet. You just gotta run away from each other. <laughs> it's so <laughs> it's such a lazy meeting, isn't it? When they were say that like, all these corporate bigwigs sat round a table. Like, what have we got then, lads? What have you come up with? I don't know. Go karts. Hey, yeah. All right then. That, that, that's what I mean. And then they tried being like, oh, I guess Sonic and Mario can be mates now and do the Olympics. And I'm like, what? Why are they doing the fucking Olympics together? Like, yeah, no, I thought, mate. That's... I, thought he, I thought he was a plumber. He's a plumber and he's a fast-running hedgehog and now they're doing Olympics together. I'm like, it's, uh, that's, yeah. like, um, that's like Liverpool and Everton joining forces to make a, <laughs> a combined football team, isn't it? Like, keep them apart. They're supposed to be rivals. Like, it's, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, man. But, yeah, that, I'm going to go with, what pick is that? Is that five? Uh, that's five, five mate, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Sonic Adventures, Dreamcast, that awesome, would be man. my number five. Number 
six. This is a weird one, and I actually think it's a weird one myself. It's a game called Vagrant Story, which was another Square Enix game on the PS1. And it had a massive following, but because it was the same time as Final Fantasy, because like a lot of games came out around that time, like it's mad to think that FF7 really was the one that broke out of them all, because you had games like Chrono Cross or Chrono Trigger, whatever it was called at the time, it changed. Um, you had Vagrant Story, then you had games like Parasite Eve, um, all these like games that kind of all collectively followed this RPG thing. And they were like pretty much all coming from the same makers as well. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was quite bizarre really, but there was one which was Vagrant Story and it was kind of like a RPG dungeon crawler as such. Like it was, it was quite weird at the time. And like the story was like quite grabby and it was, I think it was like a French story. I believe, I think it was French anyway. But it was all like old and like kind of that medieval look to it and stuff. And what I kind of loved about it is the story was incredible and it had all that Final Fantasy vibe to it. But it's not really why I loved it as much as coming back to it and thinking why I love it. But they built up this amazing story, this amazing scenery and everything. And they would always hint names in there that were always like familiar to other games. And I would always be like, there's no chance that can be related. Like, there's no way, like, that's so familiar. Even they'd look kind of the same, even if it was generations before. And then when I picked up at the time of release on PS2, Final Fantasy XII, all these characters were coming back into it because it was always in the same universe. Oh, sick. But, but it, was all, it was always really cool where it was like, hang on a minute. So I went back and played Vagrant Story after, even when FF12 uh, came out, I went back to Vagrant Story and it was then when I just realized that it was all the same world. It was all this like backstory that was built into 12 and like everything that kind of related to it was actually referring to it. That's so um, cool, man. Yeah, I think that one only, I loved it when I played it, but then because of FF12 and what it did to the story and how it made the story so much more relevant to these things, I was kind of a bit like, I actually love it more than I thought I did. So I remember on a US tour, I just got an emulator on a tablet and just went through it again, the whole thing. And yeah, I just can't get bored of it. There's not really, like, it doesn't have that story of like near Autonoma where I have that mad emotional connection to it. But it's always a game where I'm just like, this is a very clever RPG, well-told story. And the fact that it branches out and all these kind of references come in it just makes it that bit nicer, that bit more niche and kind of like, oh, I know that. Like, I know yeah, that yeah. from there. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think it's it's quite a short entry, this one, but I think that is why I've gone for that because there's just so many charms. And same again, it has that Final Fantasy charm to it. And anything that has that just grabs me straight away. Like anything with a well-told story and like really nice visuals. And I, I would take any game like... Loads of people love Skyrim, right? And I get mm. it. I get they love it and stuff. But when I think about like aesthetics from like games that I kind of grew up on, like Vagrant Story, which I know is not the same type of game and it's not the same story or has no relation, but it's just, I think I prefer things being shown and told to me in that way than kind of going, here's 15 quests across 10 hours of a land you need to walk for 20 hours and 
then you might pick up a bucket of water and give it to the woman. That, <laughs> games and, like Skyrim are incredibly overwhelming, I think. And that's kind of where I know loads of people. I, I, I love the fact I'm going to go on a Skyrim rant now. I can feel my Skyrim yeah, rant. Like, I love it. You're like, going to phosphorodar some Skyrim. I just, I don't like Skyrim. I don't yes. like, I just, I just think it, it's amazing what they've done. It's an amazing game. The story's probably great. I didn't really care about it. Like, so I couldn't tell you if it is great or not. Like, I was like, well, there's the dragon. Now I can fucking shout and people go flying. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah the, uh, the mechanics are good. Physics yeah, are like, good. Like, yeah, this, this all seems great. I've walked for 10 hours. I've delivered yeah. this bucket of water. Um, yeah. I guess this guy wants a bit of grass and you know <laughs> oh look oh look there's another dragon like i'm gonna yeah. shout at it oh it's dead great all right i'll walk 10 hours over there and it's like it it's not engaging with me it's not engaging and then people are like oh you, you get to see how beautiful the world is and like you can go up the mountains to see the tree. i mean Just well, there go is outside. that yeah Just go outside man there's trees outside strain <laughs> and cherry from svalbard would would have your head i think i could I think I could argue it. I think I could yeah. argue it because the amount of people that have told me the most ridiculous reasons why they love Skyrim, I would argue it any day where they're just like, oh, but when you walk around the world and you get so lost in the trees. And... <laughs> I don't want to get to... lost in the trees. <laughs> go to a fucking park. Just go to a fucking park. It's not really like... the principle of the game, though. It's no. not designed for you to walk around looking at like stuff. Because I did that. I, I, I don't think I playing that game but it was amazing it's not, like, it's a cave not... Bush over there, and it's not like you go uh, yeah. Yeah, shout that or like you know walk to town and i get some people that's their type of game do you know like, do you know me, my diagnosis for you ash is i yeah. don't think you're a man for side quests oh. i don't think you're a side quest guy Fuck a main side quest. story guy main story all the way yeah. get to the point you don't want get... to fetch like 10 <laughs> sheep sheep like you don't want to herd a flock of sheep for like some farmer that's in distress you just want to fucking yeah. go like don't like this is what i don't get right and i, I don't some side quests if they're worth it i'll do it like not usually though are they no if near autonomy did because it made yeah. me find a little bit of a fragment of a story that i was like yeah well, i've done i've got to know this now but it's kind of like it, I just don't get it. It's like, oh, do this side quest. Like, oh, I don't know, kick five sheep and like deliver some water. Oh, you've got <laughs> the most ultimate sword on the game. Yeah, you have, you have the best sword on the game now. Not the fact you just killed this fucking dragon and, and you know, raided the whole. I got nothing. I got nothing for it. Yeah. You do, and, you that, the yeah last and, and now you're man of the people. You do the last boss. You you beat you beat him with all the. He's got all the best gear on. You take his best gear. And he's like, actually, no. If you had kicked the five sheep and delivered the water, you would have had a better armor plate. And I'm yeah, like, you yeah, fucking yeah, kidding yeah. me. That's how, that's how they get a lot of us, though. To be fair. Yeah, I'm not that. falling for it. I'm not <laughs> yeah. falling for it. I I called it in Fallout Three. I was like, this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I called it then. Um, and and th that leads beautifully into the next entry. Funny enough. Yeah. Which is Returnal. I've never, it, I've never heard of that or played that. So you, oh, PS Five. It's yeah. new, isn't it? Yeah, I thought it was it was a newer okay. game, isn't it? This. Oh, let, like I like how we're talking about Skyrim dragging out and stuff. Returnal just does not do that at all. It wants you to just go as fast as you can, die as fast as you can, and play again. Just go, 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 go. And it's like a road, like. Um, 
kind of reminds me of it's got like a Dark Souls vibe, but more. There was a game years ago I played called Van- Vanquish. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that was such a good game. It's kind of it that. reminds me of like Vanquish shooter with Dark Souls. Oh and God, yes. Basically, it's made from who made it? House Marquee. They made a load of like um, shooters, like more. I think it was more like two D shooters and stuff. But this is their first big, big one, and um, everything's perfect. Everything's perfect. The story is terrifying and makes you grind for the story. Like basically, when you keep going through the game, you'll pick up certain pieces, or if you take a certain boss out, when you die you keep going through this time loop where you keep going back to this crash landing on this planet and you can't explain why you keep crashing on this planet at this exact point. And the more you go through, whether it's killing a boss or picking up an item that is also random drop as well, like you might not find it on every run. It's not like I could tell you where to go because every time you play it, it's different. And you keep going through it and each time you die, you gain a bit of an understanding about the crash. And then you'll walk out the first door and they're called biomes. So I'll have like, I think it's six, five or six biomes and they all interlink to each other. So if you do biome one, go to two, it means when you die, you can go one to three. So it's not like there is a way of progressing. You have to kind of defeat that boss, opens that biome. When you die, you go back to biome one, but you can go to three. And it's kind of a way of unlocking more of the story and like you'll go through the first door and just after where the ship crashes and like there's just a house there's just a house there like on this weird like desolate alien planet with nothing on it other than just overgrown trees or deserts and they're all different environments these biomes and every time you go into the house it's your house from earth and you get these flashbacks of like this massive octopus looking at you or there's always some reason like an astronaut just stood in your doorway just randomly like you'll turn around and you'll be like oh fuck it's just an (laughs) astronaut just stood there like thing and you're just like you can't explain why you're triggering these events and the whole point is is you just got to keep playing die play and die and when you finally get to like doing it more and more and more you get to like different objects whether it's a car and everything starts to relate back to like why you keep coming back here and stuff. And once you build that picture and you do the final boss, finally, it just basically kind of gives you this idea of what the story could be. It never tells you. Oh, wow. That's really smart. Again, such clever writing. It is. But what I love about it is it's a game where you go, oh, I died. Oh, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to know what happens again. You know, like, it's not like you're going to walk through that front door and it's going to be the same game you just died on. Like, it'll be, like, different level bases, oh, enemies be different places, or, like, maybe you'll walk into, like, a really brutal room on your first room. And it's, like, that's the addictiveness, is that you're always, like, what's going to happen? You lose everything. You'll all, Every time you die, you lose all your items, everything. But oh, you, n- you never forget the proficiency of a weapon that you keep using. So the, the whole point is, is try and find a couple of favorite weapons and always look for those ones yeah. and build proficiency in that because proficiency is the only thing you remember. Um, and it, it, it's just, it's so difficult. Like there's some of the bosses that like, I think biome free, a couple of mates were coming over um, a few nights a week in the, in the evenings and stuff. And like, we were taking in turns to do a run because a run can be anything from like 
10 seconds to two hours like you just don't know and it's like you're so fatigued and it's like <laughs> right are we going from biome one to biome three and do boss three and i'm like i'll start do it get to biome two something overwhelms me in a room kills me pass the controller on right what way are you going i'm going this way do that he gets past the boss and it's like oh great you got past the boss pick that up oh shit i just died right which way are we going we've unlocked <laughs> that yeah and it it's like it's so addictive and i think it says a lot that when demon souls uh come on the ps5 the remake of it i was like played it and i was like yeah cool and then i played returnal and i was like actually this is what i was looking for like this was what i was looking for in terms of difficulty there's a nice story a good story to it and the game's just mental like it's so fast like it's one I don't say this very often, but it's one of those games where like, say like after this, after we do this and I go to sit down, that is a game that I could say I'm too tired for. Yeah. Like, like it I'm, sounds like it's quite mentally it's a drain, isn't it? It's a mental drain. You've got to wear a headset as well because you can't hear, like when you get in a room, everything's attacking you. Like shots are coming from behind you, left, right, forward. Like you are jumping and swinging from everything like just to not get hit so it's like having that headset on just hearing it coming from directions and you're just like right okay <laughs> right uh, yeah got it but that's so exhausting after an hour like an yeah, hour yeah. of a solid playthrough yeah, yeah. of that so when i was playing returnal i was only i was addicted to it but i was addicted to it in the sense of like right i've got a spare hour let's do a run and that's how i would play it it wasn't like oh i'm playing returnal tonight because if I had like 20 minutes. So I was like, what happens if I get such a banging run and I get all the best drops right at the start and I could, well, funny story. When I completed the game, I finished it from biome one to all the bosses to boss six all in a row because every drop I had was just the best thing I could possibly get. And like, I rang my mate and I was like, I just completed Eternal in one go. And he was just like, how did you do that? And I was like, Basically, I played it that much that the probability went in my favor. Yeah, <laughs> that, <laughs> it's an RNG game. That is literally how that game. That's how I yeah. finished that game. Because like yeah. even like a couple of people were like, "How did you finish it?" And I'm like, "Probability, literally, yeah. nothing like, else." Like it was luck that I had all those drops in that order. But, yeah, you put the work in, man. You get rewarded. Oh, it was it was <laughs> so good. But I if PS5. And like I recommend that if people are looking for a game like that, it's gonna it's gonna make you want to smash your controller up because it, it's <laughs> it's so heartbreaking when you get like a good loot drop run and you're like doing really well and like some little bullet just comes from the side and it just pings you and you're like, is that what killed me? I have everything I have been battling. That's what killed me. And it just there's been times where I've just got halfway through a run, not been doing that well, and just gone this isn't working and just turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sometimes because you just don't feel it. Do you? You just know you can feel it, but yeah. that, that would be, I don't even know what number we're on. If I'm honest, was that, that was six, wasn't it? I think that's seven. I think yeah, that was seven. Like, yeah. Seven. I was seven. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Three more. Got three more. Yeah. Oh, this, this one I'm very open to. I'm very yeah. open to it. And I think, I think most of you will be as well. And I think this is more of a nostalgia thing. I was going to say Marvel vs. Capcom 3, but then I can't really say that I would put that in front of Street Fighter by any means. 
like especially going on from Street Fighter 2 Turbo onwards. Yeah. Like I don't really think I could put it in front of anything like that. Nor yeah, to Tekken. be honest, I was a bit miffed you didn't take Capcom versus Marvel 2 on the Dreamcast. That's the same again. Uh, I don't think I can pick. So yeah. it, same with Tekken. Like and then you know, there's, there were you know there were games like Soul Calibur that were, were great, but they weren't Tekken or Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. And like, I think I would have put Mortal Kombat there if it was a consistent back catalogue. But I feel like it's got really good lately. I guess yeah. like since since was it X? Yeah, 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 X, I, yeah. There was a lot of shit before it. Yeah, Mortal yeah. Kombat kind of really went weird where they kind of had like a 3D roaming game where you interact with people and then started fighting and they did some weird shit. Yeah, I, I think that's the only reason that I don't think I could put Mortal Kombat is like my favourite, favourite fighting games because I had to wait for the good, good work. Like I th- when XK, I think it was X10. Yeah, it? It was yeah. X- yeah, yeah. And I remember like my mate bought it and I was like, I'm coming over, let's check it out. And like, I remember just sitting there going, "Finally, they've yeah. just realised that we want to just brutally like rip <laughs> people's heads off and set them on fire. We don't want to mess about. We want it to look sleek. We want it to actually be tactical, strategic. And I think a lot of games lose that strategic element of a fighting game. Like mm. if you look at Street Fighter, it's like frame rate galore. Do you know what I mean? Like you're literally looking at what." negative frame rates of heavy kicks coming off on a block yeah yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. you'll always have that uh infamous moment that diego yeah street fighter alpha free where he parries all of chun lee's kicks and it was like never done you didn't even know you could do it yeah he didn't like that and then frame rates went mental then wasn't it it was just like what's the negative frame rate on a heavy kick what is not going to touch that and yeah there's like a mathematics game involved in it isn't it because i played street fighter 4 like massively and it was just you get so into like hitboxes i love for like light punch will counter a heavy kick or whatever like it's all just science isn't there there's a science behind that i absolutely love four four is incredible street fighter yeah. four is amazing and so yeah. five like five is incredible as well and like that i think that's kind of why I was going to say more Street Fighter. And I think yeah. now talking about it, I would say Street Fighter because I yeah. think it's done a lot. So is Tekken. I think Tekken was kind of more, it was bringing a lot more heads to fighting games where I think Street Fighter was really locking into being like, how can this be the most competitive thing you've ever played fighting game wise? Yeah. And I, I think that's why Street Fighter kind of wins in that sense. Cause I don't feel like Tekken got competitive and become more and more competitive. But mm. I never thought of like, when I first picked up Tekken 2, that I'd be like, oh, I really cared about what was going on and all this. So it, it, it's a weird one. I think fighting games, it has to be Street Fighter. Yeah, I agree. And w- would you would you say that Street Fighter was essential to bring in esports into what it is today? Because even back then, with the Diego fight in Street Fighter Alpha 3, that was a massive Yeah, event. I think 100% Street Fighter. Because like, the difference is, when you look at things like that, we're going back to arcade cabinets. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wicked. We're not talking console now. We're going no. arcade cabinet. Yeah. Like, in like a VHS store, like a video rental store. Yeah. 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 They always and had I, Street Fighter 2. I don't. Time. I just don't think any other game really did that, like Street Fighter, where it was no. like to the point where, like, <clears throat> you know, competitions just in arcades, just on cabinets. Everyone yep. on, like, and I mean, I know uh, Tekken probably did as well, but. I mean, Street Fighter is definitely more iconic for it. Absolutely. Yeah, like, I agree. I, I feel 100%. like Tekken was never in the same, really in the same league as Street Fighter. They kind of, I feel like they turned heads because I think that was the first, like, apart from Virtual Fighter, that died. But that Tekken took that 3D aspect that Better, made it. Virtual Fighter. Virtual yeah. Fighter was shit graphics, it was wasn't it? Shit, it was shit, shit graphics. Tekken took that. Tekken built on that and made <clears throat> the characters more. Do you know what I mean? They just fleshed out their characters better and their storytelling, yeah. I think. And Tekken was for the 3D fighter heads and Street Fight was always for the 2D. And then they yeah. did the Tekken crossover and that, didn't they, Ash? Do you ever play that? Tekken, uh, Street Fighter versus Tekken? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I thought it was all right, but they never. It was all right. I don't it think they, it did. I don't think it did well enough because they were meant Tekken were meant to do a 3D one, weren't they? With Street Fighter Tekken, and then Street Fighter did the 2D version with that. Tekken that's the mad thing, though. It's like it never worked for Street Fighter because do you remember when they did? I hope I don't get it wrong. It was. It, I didn't like it though. It was on the PS One. Was it Alpha Street? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alpha and that was 3D, and it was 3D. Yeah, and it was I, weird. I hated it. Like yeah, it, I. It was I was like always playing Street Fighter, and then somehow, like some kid, I he had the game for some reason. I don't know why. I'm not even sure he liked Street Fighter. He just thought, "Oh, it's a fighting game. I'll play you on it." And like he just kicked my ass on it all the time, and I'm just like, "How?" And I was like, "It is because it's so shit. I just don't understand it. Like it is because it's just to the point where like they've just gone." How can we undo everything about our game? Yeah, I know. It was a we'll fucking bold who, move. That's what I mean. We'll let people who are shit at the game beat you. And I'm like, this doesn't I, make I, sense. I, I, I feel like the people that were like Tekken bods had the drop on you at that point because they that was their territory. That, is, in, that in, wasn't Street Fighter territory. Exactly. And it was like take the 3D element out of Tekken and put it in Street Fighter vs. Tekken yeah, and, and then like, I'll smash you up on it. Exactly. <laughs> no problems. That's what I mean. No one ever wants... Because a lot of my mates are Tekken fans uh, more than Street Fighter. Um, oh, and I know... And it, it, it does suck. And I remember, like, they <laughs> it bought does. it. It does suck because I just don't want to... Like, you know, it, I love Tekken, but yeah. if we're playing fighting games and I know you can play Street Fighter... Yeah. What about like memorable Fight. characters yeah. as well? Like I think Tekken have like probably Jin. I was going to say, haven't they? Real just... one that's... You can that's name that's every Street Fighter yeah. character pretty much. Hundred percent. You can you so. can name pretty much all of them. Yeah. You, Ash, were you were you ever um, playing on the arcade stick? Yeah. With the console. Yeah. It's yeah. quite funny. Um, there was a club in Cardiff. Um, it was on Tuesday evenings. It was like a Street Fighter club. And oh, it was in this like online, it was so funny. It was in this like internet cafe, but this guy used to just book it out and there were like loads of TVs and consoles all in the back room. Oh, sick. And they used to serve like chips and coffee and all that at like the bar bit. 
And it would just be like a load of us just all walking in on a Tuesday night, like most people still in like their office clothes or where they've just come from work all with their backpacks like you think oh they're going to get their work laptop out and everyone's fucking arcade stick oh yes mate um, that's sick (laughs) those boys um, they went up to do some Capcom Cup stuff as well oh Um, sick I remember at the time Venom Prison was touring and I was just like I'm so good I can't go but like literally yeah like they used to travel up and down all the time but I used to just meet them when they do their like weekly Tuesdays and just kind of play street fighter pretty much until closing hours and That's they just, the internet cafe would just be like yeah sir we were supposed to close at like 10 it's now midnight um <laughs> I'm, I'm just like i'll buy another hot chocolate <laughs> <laughs> oh you won't fuck off <laughs> I, I, I want to stay i want to stay in place i'm playing with my friends <laughs> um, but no it was cool it was like i think it was like five pounds entry um and they would do brackets and winner took would take all pretty much oh, such a great so, idea man yeah like do you know what i mean it was just like fully grown like men walking in just like all chucking a fiver into the pot it was a big thing man i had a lot of friends that i knew that would go up to these sort of events and stuff and like it was a it was a big thing it's like i remember Doing like that. people would be like isn't that basically gambling that you just go in and throw a fiver into like a pot to like enter into this thing and i was like if I'm going to gamble, I'd at least like to gamble on something I'm good at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It. yeah, yeah. It's like you're betting do... on yourself. Yeah. They used to do stuff like um, at Trocadero in London. Remember when yes, it was Sega World? They had the yes. arcades at the top, yes. didn't they? And they used to have Street Fighter mm. tournaments all the time. So mm. every time you would go, there'd be a section of the Trocadero and it'd be packed and it would be everyone playing Street Fighter. And it, I, I vaguely remember it being like, Wow, that looks incredible. Well, it, it's so cool. I, I know um, London have quite a lot of Street Fighter communities going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just like the, the, the question is really, is an arcade really an arcade if it doesn't have Street Fighter? And the answer is no. No. no it's, it's not. I agree. I agree. It's not. And that's and that, it. That's what would annoy me where it would be like, I'm, I'm not trying to shit on metal slug or anything but it's like you remember when you're a kid and you go on like a fucking like caravan holiday or something and be like oh what am i going to do in the night oh just go down to like the little like local pub at the corner or something and it's, there's loads of fun things for kids to play with and it was like grand size snooker table i was like what's this all about i'm like one foot tall and then the other option was to get a bar stool and play metal slug until i complete it and i'm just yeah. like the fuck you not got a street fighter here i can't even like, well, at least i could just challenge someone at least <laughs> yeah. i could just like challenge someone in this area and be like oh wait, you play street fighter come oh. over here i'll i'll chuck i'll chuck a quid in that's fucking <laughs> wicked but yeah i i think now we've now we've like spoken about it i think it's easy for me to say street fighter like yeah, gotta be the right answer I yeah, think. <clears throat> yeah. I, I i was gonna put marvel versus capcom there but i just think as much as I do love it, I love it because of Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. I think now I thought about it, I think my, my real love for it has come because it's just a Capcom fighting game. So like yeah. even like True. I was like revisiting stuff like Darkstalkers, um, which was like an old uh do you you know on like Marvel's Capcom when you've always got Jeddah and Morrigan and stuff? Yeah. I never knew what games they were from, but they're from Darkstalkers. Right, um, and it's just a—it's the same as like it's just another Capcom fighting game. And I was like, there's so many 
games that never really broke out over here mm. that we've missed. And since I got that Capcom collection, I've actually like been playing a lot of them, like even like the Street Fighter Gem Battle game. You know where you like play the Tetris. Oh, oh yes. shit! I remember that, and they had the little, they were like the little baby like, characters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that game. That was so I, good. I've been playing. It's on that Capcom collection that's just come out. Like, there's so many games on there, and I just seen it, and I was like, twenty five quid. It's got all this stuff on. It saves me downloading an emulator or going in the attic and getting old game console out. Yeah, yeah, worth every penny, mate. And I haven't stopped. Like, that's been the one thing that I keep, like, where if I jump on the console for, like, 30 minutes, I'm like, yeah, Capcom Arcade Collection. It's it's Yeah, it's wicked. And I've, like, been... It's been really cool to discover things that, like, I completely miss, like Darkstalkers and all these games, like Double Dragon. I never played Double Dragon. Oh, I love Double oh, Dragon. I love that game, man. Double Dragon's mm-hmm. classic. I, yeah. I never play. I was always playing Streets of Rage or remember <laughs> Fighting fighting Force on the PS1. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. But, like, I never really played, like, um, Double Dragon, so that's something I've been playing, and I'm just like, that was so much game. out there. Yeah. And that's when it goes back to what we were saying earlier. Why Trophy Hunt? There's yeah, so many true. games yeah. to play. Yeah, yeah. Like, but yeah, Street Fighter is going to be, is that pick? That's eight. That's eight. 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 Yeah. Oh, right. Next one. This is such an easy one. Death Stranding. Yeah. I, I'm putting it there because I'm fucking sticking with them. All the shit people talked about that game. All, all the unnecessary bollocks people spited about that game because they didn't have a fucking clue what it is. Slated <laughs> it for everything. It is the... Or possibly one of the best Kojima games he's ever made. Like, I know Metal Gear is amazing, but what he has done with Death Stranding and the story and the way he has, like, built it. It's like, people say, let's walk around Skyrim for the environment. Walk around Death Stranding. Deliver things and, like, build roads and find new ways to kind of explore a world. Not just go, oh, that tree looks a bit different than the other tree. It's like, no. How are you going to get, you, you deliver things, how can you come on this, like, you know, you're building, you've got this technology to build things again, like, you're building roads, and people are using those roads, and, like, online players can kind of connect with, like, these routes and find out, and to to kind of see, like, how interactive and social and connected that game is, like, if you just take a moment to kind of interact with what online people have also done with the world. It, it's, it's amazing and then you know I haven't even got onto the story like the story is insane but I just thought when that game came out and everyone was just like oh it's a walking simulator you can't shoot anything and it's like well firstly yeah I get you gotta walk a bit because you're a fucking delivery man um, <laughs> like <laughs> like less, less, less like cut to the chase you're a fucking delivery man of course you're gonna walk somewhere um, it's like these side quests you're obsessed with on Skyrim, but instead this is the game, and they've yeah. made it immersive. They, and yeah, they've made a side quest the game, the main yeah. story. It's like, there's no guns in this. How do you know? There are, because I played it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> there, there, oh, there's no guns in this game. What, what fucking game are you playing? <laughs> there's, there's guns on my one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was just like, I loved... like. 
some of the some of the soundtrack choice was a bit out there and i thought it was a bit wacky like there was the bring me horizon soundtrack on there and everything in like whilst you were walking through the environment but it was the way like the game interacted with you and how immersive it was and like you'd be going up this hill with stamina and you get this new like you know cryo suit like mechanical legs so you can hold more deliveries on your back going up and you're listening to like audio logs about like the world or the like a something is happening with you and stuff and it was like I was so invested into knowing what was going on and like it was like all of a sudden then you've just got a baby attached to you and like <laughs> you just gotta like look after it and like go and shower and stuff when you know what I mean and get all this like weird shit off you that you can't explain it's just like what's this like goo on you that I've got a shower and why is everything so weird and it's like the game just doesn't want to tell you for like hours and hours and hours and then when it all starts, like when you get to like three quarters of the way through the game, there's just a turning point that you're just like, that is insane. Like it's humongous. Yeah, I remember I remember Wikipedia in it because I was just like, I'm never going to be able to play it. So I Wikipedia the story and I remember reading it and being like, yeah, actually, that's fucking mad. And I'm, I can't remember what it was about now, but I remember thinking it was insane. It... it... <sighs> There's so many, there's so many elements going on in that game as well, which is like so mad, like how you've got so many different places trying to rebuild like civilization and like, it's just basically gone back to some guy delivering things to you, but then somehow this guy has something about him that's quite unique and it goes very Kojima. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it just, that's the only way I can explain it is that it goes very Metal Gear Solid. And yeah. And I think that's kind of when that point hits you and you go, oh, like this literally could be a Metal Gear Solid game. Like this is in, like this is incredible. The story's amazing. It's so immersive. And it's one of those games where like you're not just it people are like, oh, it's just a walking simulator. That's probably because you haven't understood the game. The game walking simulator. <clears throat> like it's asking you to find innovative routes as a delivery man. Like it literally says you can build a road and build a motorbike and get on a motorbike and ride there, or you can build a big car with big cargo holder. Or and everyone's like, Yeah, I'm just annoyed walking everywhere. I'm like, why are you walking everywhere? <laughs> like, why are you doing this? Like the game is basically saying uh, the first hour the game makes you walk because you're you're trying to figure things out and you're finding things in different like camps that have different technology that you can adapt. But like once you're an hour through the game, it's literally telling you to do these things. It's like, here's a bike for free. Please use it. And everyone's like, oh, I'm sick of walking this game with my guns. And I'm like, I've got guns and a motorbike. Like, yeah. I don't understand. Like you, you must have played the game that wrong. And like, I kind of, I kind of admire Kojima for that, where he's kind of gone. I only, I think only a handful of people are going to understand this. And like, yeah. I really admired the fact that he took that dive, especially in this day and age with gaming, where it's so easy to just kind of go for the big money makers yeah, and know yeah. like, oh, what we can do. And he's gone, I know not everybody is going to get this or even remotely like it, but the people who do stick with it and figure it out, it, it's such an incredible game. And like, I, I literally would argue like every day how like it's not a shit game. And I think... <laughs> But that is just that's why i put it there because i think 
it is a great game. I love the game. I don't know if it's a top game, but I think it deserves to be a top game because it is that good. And I think if I play it in five to ten years' time, I think I will still say what an incredible game. So I think yeah. it needs a bit of time to brew. Uh, but I, yeah. I think it is. I think it is going to be one of those games that people are going to turn around in like five, ten years and go. It's a classic. It is a we, classic. Like a yeah. cult and, film, isn't it? Yeah. It's the same with like how people started picking up on Ico and Shadows of the Colossus. Do you know what I mean? Like they did the PS4 uh, digital remasters of them, and it was like, I think so many people probably missed that on like the PS2. Like they've carried it all the way to the PS4, and loads of people have gone, "Fuck, they were amazing." And yeah, just late to the party. Yeah, I'd say I was late to one recently, which I really enjoyed. And I looked at the case when I was a kid. I say a kid, it was like 10 years ago. Um, I go in the shop and I see the cover in the case and it was Dragon's Dogma. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I love that fucking game, man. That was like Monster Hunter. Well, I completed it about three days ago. That was my oh, first time sick. ever playing it. And, and I feel yeah. so gutted. I like just ignored that game for so long. Yeah, because... Yeah, and they've got that guy called Claxton that you always sell <clears throat> shit to. He's everywhere. Is that it? game is wicked, and you can climb up the monsters and it's fucking stabbing them in the head. It's like even like the vocations and changing the subclasses and everything. Yeah. And I, I always knew it was going to be a game that I'd love, but I was just like, I never picked it up. And then it was on like the PS store sale for like two pounds, and I was like, it's now or never, baby. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> like, it's, yeah. It's, it's two pounds. Like yes. we're going in. It's been ten years late. Like you yeah. Know, you know those people who go, oh, I'll wait for it to come down in price a bit. Ten years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth that 10 year wait man <laughs> it really was it Legend. really was Legendary moves. Awesome. Um, but yeah Death Stranding with 9 and number 10 is an easy one for me and I've put the year by it because I don't want it to be mixed up with another Neverwinter Nights but it's the Neverwinter Nights from 2002 the OG Neverwinter Nights because that was when I had my first ever PC build and I remember I got the game, I got the PC build, the date of this game coming out. So 2002, I got my first PC build and I'd never ever, or even knew what an MMO was. Like I, I, I didn't know what one of them was. I didn't know what it was to play like an online game in a server with a community and like people just talking to each other and going, Hey, do you want to come on this mission with me? Or do you want to trade this stuff with me? And like, I, it was just something about it that just becomes so, so addictive where I was just like, I'd never experienced anything like that before. Like I'd never jumped on a game and just talked to someone and been like, Hey, do you want to come and do this today? Or do you want to do that? And like people, I think, I believe it was MSN messenger in 2002. It definitely was. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It, would have been. it, yeah, it yeah. would be like, Oh, what, what's your Addy? Like, well, I've got to like chat to, so I can like figure out when we're online next and stuff. And like, I never met any of these people. I don't even know any of their names. I could probably like name what their characters were if I think about it. But like, I didn't know their names, anything. Their emails were always something mad. I mean, mine was DJ Scorpion. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you know what I mean? So it wasn't like it just said Ash Gray. Do you know what I mean? Like, so like, who the fuck were these people I was playing with? Do you know what I mean? And we just like, it was the same server for years. Like, it was one of my school friends, 
and a bunch of random people. I was the only person I knew in the server was my school friend, and it was it was insane because we would just log on after school and just like talk to these like people about going and doing a quest and oh I need these materials to make an item and all this. But the game was amazing. It was a great RPG. But like that wasn't what was winning. Like you know that didn't that wasn't what really pulled me in. It got, I was already into <clears throat> RPGs at that point. You know but never on the scale of playing with other people. And yeah, I think it's kind of crazy, like when I think about it. And I think that's why I've always knew like not to dive into like World of Warcraft and stuff. Cause like, Mate, I know- I'm so heavy on that. Like I played World of Warcraft for about, how long has it been out? No. A long, long time. I swear I've played it. I played it since it came out I, I would, up until recently. I'd say over 10 years Yeah. Now. And like what you were saying about um, interacting with people online in a guild, well, a bunch of them came over to England, and we all went out in London. So That's I managed so to sick. we met, yeah, and we I've got a picture like back from like two thousand eight. We're all outside <clears throat> Buckingham Palace because they've never, never been. So they all came over. Like See, half of the guild is just there, and it was mad. I was just like, I never thought I'd make those sort of connections. That's, and that's kind of like mad to think about, isn't it? Like, there's not mm. many things that can do that. Like, I think the only other real thing that kind of does that is arts and, you know, music and stuff yeah. like, you know, things like that, or sports maybe. But yeah. it's kind of mad to think that, like, when I played Neverwinter Nights for the first time and, you know, I, I joined into this server and it was the same people every day and, like, you generally did. You did care. You did care. You yeah. weren't like you weren't going to mug anyone off. It wasn't oh, yeah. like you, you were going to say like, "Oh, trade me this because I need this." It was like you'd never run off. Like you'd never do anything to anyone like that. And it was like so weird that there was an actual like respect. Yeah, the, there was like, so much of the opposite of that in WoW. Like people would just come in and like infiltrate, and you'd think they'd be your mate for like years, and then they'll <clears> just rob the guild bank blind, and then just fuck off, just steal everything, like all the rare shit. I see, that's mad. Like that's fucking insane. But it's like that server on Neverwinter Nights wasn't huge. It wasn't huge. I think there might have been. I don't even know now, to be honest. Fifty, sixty max yeah like maybe like i don't even know if that it might be lower but like i i just i don't know what it was like there was just something about it that just really clicked and i just kind of remember just like a lot of my mates were either into sports or music there wasn't they were into games but i don't think anyone was really into games like i was like and i would explain to them games like final fantasy and like neverwinter nights and they'd just be like that sounds so shit and boring, bro. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm like, oh, they'd come, like, they'd come over or something and just knock at, you know, my parents' place and just like walk in and be like, what are you doing? I'm like, bro, I'm on a cutscene at the moment. Like, I need a minute. Like, you know, I need a minute. This isn't FIFA. I can't just pause it. Like, and they never got like. I don't think many people really understood that. Like, I think a few selected did, but like, I think if you haven't done something like that where you've played like an online game completely blind and been just with a group of people for a certain amount of time not e not even like revealing yourself not even saying your name do you know what i mean like there's just something like very strange about that but also just mad how like it's full like you could tell everyone was very and bearing in mind the one thing i could tell you about 
playing an MMO back then is everyone was very in character. You know what oh, I mean? Was like, it like a role playing server? It was a role playing yeah, server. Yeah. Everyone was very in their characters. Like Fuck you know, me. I so I, good. I, I played as a, a my character was an archer, a ranger, um, yeah. and I had a companion as well, a bear, and like it was like everyone would just talk in this way. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah, what you I, mean. And you build up your own sort of like character backstory and stuff like that. Oh, Role playing servers are fucking sick, man. So I, I loved it. I loved it. And that the, the mad thing about that as well is like the role playing like element of it. And then like years later, you would tell someone this story and say, oh, I never went nights. And they go, oh, so basically just D&D. And I'm like, yeah, kind of. Yeah, never thought of it like that. Yeah, yeah but no, not like, really. I was like, yeah, but it's just a bit different because, like, I'm just, like, completely oblivious to everything. Like, it doesn't matter what, you know, I'm just playing a game. But I, I don't know. I think that really was a positive time for, yeah. like, online gaming as well, I think. That was, like, you didn't really get much toxic shit. No. And especially if you're on a role-playing server, if you said anything out of character, you get kicked out, let alone talking shit. I think as well then, like, you needed people to be on your side to get the collective goal. Like, in Warcraft, it's to kill the boss to get your epic gear. And you need 40 other people to do that. You can't... It's not possible to do that on your own, ever. It's an impossibility. You have to have 40 other people with you. So you've got to keep them sweet and you all act accordingly. Until you get yeah. one person that will just steal all the loot and then leave leave the group. <laughs> yeah, that that yeah, World of Warcraft. <laughs> it sounds funny, but like it's fucking the worst shit when it happens. Like World of Warcraft is our MTV, isn't it? Yeah. Like, let's all go back to Neverwinter Nights two thousand and two. We'll all role play. I'll yeah, do yeah, my yeah. I'll do my archer. It'd be the best time. <laughs> the best time, trust me, ain't it? I'm I, with you. I'm I used to type Gur for my bear. Like, as if my bear was fucking talking. Do you know what I mean? Oh, and someone would just, like, reply, being like, oh, the bear's not happy. And I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. my God. I'm just like, I'm like this is sick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that the thing is, with when you go into your first uh, MMO, um, it's, you got that it's not just the the content of the game it's the people you have relationships with that make you come back like i would have fucked wow off ages ago had it not been for the people that i became friends with and then we met each other and sometimes they came over one or two of them their parents actually live in brighton so whenever they came down they'll stay with me sometimes and we'll hang out it was the wildest shit so it's the connections you make with people on MMOs as well as the gaming content, I think, that makes it almost like a perfect storm. Yeah, uh, and I th- that, that's kind of like, that really elevated it as well, didn't yeah. it, with MMOs? Yeah. I feel yeah. like with gaming before that, it was kind of your cabinet arcades and stuff, and like it was you and a mate or a group of mates, like mm. either taking it in turns on FIFA or Tekken or Street Fighter or going to the arcades where... I think a massive MMO was like really the first time where it was just like its own individual thing. Do you know what I mean? It didn't really require you to like go, oh, is my friend free to play with me today on this 
two player you know what i mean like it was weird it's weird now we're talking about it like it feels to me like and i'm probably gonna be a bit off but like that was my first experience of being connected because you know obviously when the internet came along you were connected to everybody but it wasn't like that because you had msn and you had your friends on there and that was it you weren't connected mm-hmm. to all these other people if you're on an mmo you were instantly connected to hundreds of people that were stood right next to you and uh, think that you could interact with think about for example like you're saying about msn messenger and stuff and like that's even if a bunch of people wanted to give you their addresses you know what yeah. I mean? like so like yeah they were like you know like some of my mates i knew that where it was like they weren't like popular or something and it was like their msn thing would have like just us group and like some of us would have more and all that and it was like quite toxic really because it was just like you're gonna have less people to speak to because we just don't want to speak to you where an mmo it's like you just welcomed in yeah yeah definitely. you all want to play a game you all want to do something together and i think because you're doing something together it's what it's what makes that bond where like definitely. i think nothing nothing did that like msn messenger was just a contact for people who wanted to speak to you yeah where, yeah you know or Agreed. send you or send an album for like two weeks or <laughs> like, for it, yeah know? off of kazar or napster oh do you want me to send you a song yeah i'll start downloading it now I'll check yeah. it out all day. if if my if my <laughs> yeah. parents phone doesn't ring and disconnect the 56k <laughs> oh, modems yeah, i'll have yeah, to yeah. dial it up again <clears throat> Over the days, man. <laughs> oh, you got you got twenty minutes on the internet tonight. I'm just like, what? What can you? What can you do on Neverwinter Nights in twenty minutes? Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, I, I can't even log into the server and say hello to everyone. <laughs> twenty minutes. Yeah. But I think I think that would be my other top pick. But I think. As we've just been saying, I think there's many reasons why that's a top pick. And I don't think it's really just about the game. I think it could be the same if someone was playing something else. Like maybe, I don't know, maybe Guild Wars was their first MMO or yeah, or something. I think, I think just because it was my first MMO, I think that is probably why I would put it in the top. Because yeah, it was 100%. That, yeah, it was yeah. like such an introduction to it for me. Like... I'm sure World of Warcraft did everything 40 times better, but it never got me to come in like Neverwinter Nights did. Yeah, and your first is your first, isn't it? Yeah. A lot of people uh, got roped in by Fantasy Star Online before Warcraft came along as well. There was I was always playing, after Neverwinter Nights, I went to Guild Wars for a bit. Um, it was basically the free option to World of Warcraft at the time. Yeah. And, um, I loved it. It was just basically the same thing. It was, you know, less content as such than World of Warcraft. But I was mm-hmm. like, that wasn't necessarily what I was after. It was just like jumping online and being like, what are we doing today? Like, where are we going? What have we got to do? <laughs> yeah. like, who's, got to, who's got to do this quest? Like, I'm down, I'll help. Like, yeah, I see it, it. It wasn't really about like, oh, shit, I haven't done like this depth level 2000 in this dungeon and i need to collect this orc ear or something like it was just like <laughs> what do you what do you want to help with less thing and then you can even be just like chatting about what song you're listening to or something i'm listening to this song like, <laughs> <laughs> like do you know what i mean like it was just mad like guys got to go internet going off soon dinner ready brb 20 minutes <laughs> yeah kids these days will never know 
And then they just wait in the they just wait in like the community lobby for you, just outside the gate, and be like, "Oh yeah, we'll just wait by you for twenty minutes. We'll meet you in this area." And then like I'm like, "Yeah, see you there now." And I'm just like clicking the mouse to walk there. <laughs> like, what's this all about? This is great. This is wicked. I'm not even moving my legs. <laughs> I'm going to see my I'm going to see my friends, and I'm not even moving my legs. <laughs> and now and now kids all watch it at this day. I'll go. It's just called the internet. It's just called PlayStation Plus. I'm like, it wasn't that back then. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. They'll never yeah, know. Tr- mate. They trust the kids. The fucking... <laughs> it wasn't. We, it wasn't PlayStation Plus, and it wasn't Fortnite. It was a bit different. Everyone was quite serious about it, <laughs> and it was, it, it, it was just. It was just dedicated gamers, wasn't it? That's all mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. Like, but that that's my top ten. That is my top ten. I think. I think I've justified most. Yeah, I think. Oh, hundred percent, man. I think that was a De- fucking solid list. That's, yeah, definitely. To be fair, definitely I enjoyed have. that. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few in there that I was like, oh, do I? But then I think I have to. Like yeah. Silent Hill Two, I have to. Like, there's so many games I would have could have picked which would have been yeah. a more of an obscure option. But mm. I think, hang on, was that really what got me? You gotta go with your yeah. heart on these lists, man. Like, yeah, you have to. Like, your head can tell you, oh, but this is, uh, this is maybe, this is maybe better because this, this, and this. But your heart tells you, no, but that's my favourite. That's, but I love that, and that's if, you have to go with that, man. You the one to. thing I would say I'm like most grateful for is the fact that Spyro didn't come into this list. I was just like, I ain't putting fucking Spyro the Dragon <laughs> in this list. I, I fucking hate that <laughs> yeah. game. That game is fucking annoying like all those <laughs> it'd just be like go and look for this gem and it's like i've fucking looked everywhere like <laughs> it's like mario in it like collect this star you can go to the next level look come on i'm at the end of the level just let me go there yeah <laughs> <laughs> why have i got to go back and collect everything that was and that's why i think like those type of games like mario where it's like collecting the stars to get the next level thing it was tr- it was like trophy hunting yeah like in a primitive it, form. it's like oh you yeah we've got to make you do this to allow you to move on where like games that i like like final fantasy VIII, if you moved on too quick you just go and fight something and be like well i died really quickly i best go back a little bit we're like <laughs> far is just like nah you you're not seeing any more of this game you're not seeing anything and i'm like Fuck you, Spyro. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Spyro. <laughs> Fuck you, Spyro. Oh, and that other... And fucking Ape Escape as well. That game <laughs> can... Oh. Because no one had ever played with an analogue stick at that point, had they? So, like, it was when the first ever analogue controller came out on a PS1 and it was like, use the right stick to use the net and the right, the left stick to run. And I was like what does this mean like, <laughs> like this isn't a d-pad like what so it was like the first game they made for that was ape escape where you had to go around chasing and like getting apes and monkeys and stuff and i was just like ape escape i, I can't even use the i can't even use the controller let alone play your game uh, so dope mate that's the next oh. episode your 10 worst games there you go look you've just uh You've just written that next one for yeah. you. Uh, so. <laughs> Said to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ten worst games, mate. Skyrim. We'll have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
<laughs> and and we will and we will do it one to ten as well. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very Number one, Kyrie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, Ash. Number man. two for like three. <laughs> what a! Uh, it's been a pleasure again, dude. Yeah. yeah thanks for coming back, man. Yeah, dude. Always, it's been, man. been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, yeah. It's been wicked, man. So. Always, always. We'll be back again it's been a next. Laugh. I've enjoyed yeah, it. man. Yeah, yeah. Has the proper laugh. I've, I've uh, been educated in some, in some shit I knew nothing about. So, I've had a fucking, yeah, yeah. I've had a lovely old time. Yeah, yeah. Slime, it's man, been I'll wicked, you. man. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna buy a PS4 and get near Automata <laughs> and give that a fucking spin, <laughs> mate. I tell you. Yeah. You sold game. it well, mate. You sold it well. I hope they give me commission off that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, they won't. Nice one. <laughs> right, man. Well, Bye. we'll be back again next week. Uh, uh, and But until then, party on, dudes. Bye, everybody.